TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP, Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today is, of course, on live between 5 and 6 each weekday evening on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Barry Scott, how are you? I'm great, Jim. Did you manage to stay awake during the whole of United in Brighton the other day? <laughs> it was a bit of a struggle. It was a bit of a struggle. <laughs> Mark, you're a United fan. They were blessed to get through. I mean, very, very lucky column, I think. Oh, yeah, very lucky. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, Liverpool are on the charge. Liverpool are. are on the charge. Well, they've just left it too late. Left it too late. Yeah, of course, we'll be looking back and ahead to all things Premier League and Champions League and FA Cup and everything a little bit later on. Uh, our text number, as always, if you want to contribute to the programme, is 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. That text line is, of course, sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. As always, we'll start with the, uh, the local stuff, which is the, the main reason we're here. And uh, last weekend, it's as I said, we've been saying it now for a couple of weeks, it's all about quality rather than quantity, where a lot of leagues are coming to an end or at an end, and we're getting to the latter stages of all the cup competitions as well. The last two semi-finals in the McCallum Cup, uh, were, were known on Sunday. Freebooters went to Bridge United, had fell, fell a goal behind. Conor English put Bridge United ahead, but Beaters, Booters regrouped and uh, scored three times and emerged with a 3-1 victory. Freebooters will now play Dean Celtic in the semi-final. I think the semi-finals are, I think they're fixed for around the 14th of May. And Callan, they had a great win. 3-1 at home to Thomastown. They were they were 2-0 up and Thomastown pulled one back to 2-1, but Callan, I said it on Saturday, Bear, that they're They've improved a lot as the season went on and they're playing Evergreen 46 now in the semi-final and, you know, Callan will be strong favourites to win that. Like, And I mean, it's a long time since Callan were in a McCallum Cup final, I'd imagine. So, and if they could get there, it, you know, they'd bring a big crowd with them as well. Oh, so, you know, now listen, Evergreen 46, you know, know. They, they, they have a lot of experienced players as well and, if, you know, they won't be afraid of Callan. So that'll be interesting. So the two McCallum Cup semi-finals, Booters against Dean Celtic and Callan against Evergreen 46. In the Billy Lahey Memorial Cup, Dean Celtic won 6-2 away. Tarman Villa, good win for them. Canises, they're going hell for leather for the double. They've won 3-1 at home to Evergreen B. Uh, in the Division 3 Cup, the Jim Maher Memorial Cup, another team going for the double is East End. They've already, of course, won the league. Well, they've won 3-1 away to Spa United at the weekend. There was uh, three games playing in the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield. This is the new competition for all the teams in the second and third division. The Battle and the battle of Ballycallan was won by the River Rangers A. They beat River Rangers B 4-2 last Sunday evening. Fresh for town, they progressed 4-2 on penalties after a three-all draw away to New Park down in the ball. And Evergreen C, another team who are going for a double. Oh no, sorry, this is the, not the divisional cup. Evergreen C, who won the Division Two League, so which would automatically make them one of the favourites for this competition. They won three 0 against St John's Mill Celtic. They're also going for a double. They won the St Canice's Credit Union Ladies League, and they're going ball headed for the cup as well. Judging by that result, they won five two against East End. Our under sixteen girls interleague team. They were unlucky. They were beaten by Limerick at the weekend, and uh, also the Evergreen under twelve team were beaten. By by what I believe was an unbelievable Shamrock Rovers under 12 team last weekend this weekend coming of course as I said it's all about quality rather, or quantity rather than quality down to the latter stages of most most competitions most leagues and everything but there's only one place there's only one game that really matters from a local point of view next Sunday and that's Leinster Junior Cup semi-final out in Derdimus 2 o'clock Trim Celtic uh, the visitors, freebooters, the competition, and we're joined on the line now by Peter Higgins, the freebooters manager. How are you, Pete? Well, well, uh, yeah, all good. All, all good. Ready for this game now. Yeah, look at it. Um, you know, freebooters have a great history in this competition. This is your first season, manager booters. Of course, you played for the last few years. You must be delighted with how the season in general has gone. Before before we talk about this particular game, Peter. Yeah, I'm happy enough. You know, uh, I kind of came in in, in July. Um, I was asked to kind of take him on, and 
I, I played with all the players, so I kind of knew knew the kind of background. I knew what I had to work with, and uh, yeah, we hit the ground running, I suppose. And and it's kind of just kind of keep keep it keep it going from 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 July till now. And yeah, delighted delighted so far. All good. First bit of silverware, of course. You got that in the bank a couple of weeks ago again in the Mar Shield, the league. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, McCallum mm. Cup, of course. You're in the semi final of that, but really and truly, the Leinster Junior Cup semi final uh, competition that Freebooters have a great, proud history in. P and, and look at when you get to this yeah. stage, a home draw is really, really all you can hope for, and and you'll have nothing but respect for a good side that are trim Celtic. But you must be, you must be really looking forward to this game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, geez, I'm, I'm buzzing, and the lads are buzzing, and like everybody around the club, there's a, there's a good kind of good vibe around the club at the moment. But uh, yeah, myself and Ricey went up to the draw up in Dublin there about two weeks ago, and we were both just hoping for a home draw. You know, we didn't we didn't mind who we got. If we got a home draw, we were happy. And then the Gory and Old County got pulled out, and then we we got pulled out as the home team and and trimmed. Then obviously, and uh, yeah, we're happy at home draw. Cash, you know that's. That's what you look for in the quarterfinals, semi-finals, and um, yeah, we're delighted, delighted with the home draw. Cup competitions have been very good to um, to the club in general over in recent years, but in particular this season, you know, you were unlucky in, in the FEI Junior Cup, but in every other mm. competition you've joined, you've entered, you're still going strong. Um, it's a great, you have a great strength and depth in the squad, uh, Peter. You played League of Ireland for yeah. a long number of years, and you win nothing with only thirteen or fourteen lads. You won't. No, 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 and then like the last couple of weeks has really shown like the depth we do have, you know, because we have had games back-to-back now and, and, you know, tough games against yourselves, against Ferns from Wexford and, you know, back-to-back games, not easy, not easy games. So, yeah, the squad, the squad's been about 16 or 17 lads. We've had a couple of 19 kind of come up and train with us to kind of be around the squad. So, um, yeah, yeah, big, everybody's getting minutes. It's, it's, everybody's buying into it. So, yeah, it's a decent, it's 18, 19 player squad, and uh, I'm sure, Cash, you know yourself, the hardest thing to, is to keep everybody happy, but at the moment, everybody seems happy, so geez, that's when I'm the happiest. When everybody's happy, I'm happy, you know? <laughs> well, a winning dressing room is always an easier <laughs> dressing room to keep happy than a losing one, P, and you know that. Yeah, well it, it helps, it helps that we win, but uh, we have had some losses along the way, you know, it hasn't been all rosy since day one, so... Uh, yeah, so yeah, winning dressing rooms nice, and, and hopefully we just keep the momentum going now Sunday and uh, and kind of finish off the season on a high. What do you know about him, Peter? Do you know anything? Yeah, we 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 we've got a few kind of reports back from different managers and uh, different people around around the country, I suppose. Um, there'll be a physical side. There'll be, I suppose, decent on the ball. Um, we've been told they play like a four-five-one, or you know. So we, we we've gotten a bit of information, but Cash, to be honest, I just I just think about my own team. Really, I think about the lads and what we can do. Um, if we do our job on Sunday, I, I I'm confident. You know, I I, I just look after me, the, the the lads, and and that's about it, really. You know. Have you a clean bill of health? I know Emmett Nugent is out for the rest of the season. He wouldn't yeah. have, he wouldn't have been able to play in this competition no. anyway. Um, no. Apart from that, I know you'll miss him in in the league and the McCallum Cup. But apart from that, have he you will. a clean bill of health for next weekend? Yeah, it's, it's Keane Franey got a bad tackle against Ye Boys there two weeks ago. And I wouldn't have called it a bad tackle, though. No, no. It wasn't a bad tackle. It was just a 50. He came off, and the, the bat, I suppose, came off badly. But, um, yeah, he's on crutches there, so he'll be out for the next couple of weeks. Um, but apart from that, Cash, yeah, everybody's kind of in good form, good health. Um but the games, the games are coming taking taking fast now, so uh, long may continue. Ah, yeah, but you look at I mean, the, the next month is make or break. You could end up having yeah. having you could conceivably end up having the greatest season the club has ever had. And you know, if you offered, Don't if be you off- I won't, pay, I won't, <laughs> I won't. But like, if you were offered at this, look, it's your first season in management, and it yeah. has been, you know, if you were offered this at the start of the season, you'd have taken hand and all, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. We couldn't really ask for much more at the moment, you know. Um, obviously, like it was disappointing to go out in the FBI uh, early doors, you know. But I think it, it, it kind of it gave us a wake up call. Maybe it kind of gave us a little bit of a opened up our eyes to what level, what kind of standard we had to get to. And uh, really, since since Gory beat us at FBI, um, I know Evergreen beat us as well in the league. But we've really kind of, I suppose, kicked on and and just kind of got momentum going, won a couple of games, and and. Kept it going. Big month ahead. I mean, like you know, mm. 
you know, Evergreen are playing Thomastown Friday night in the league. You're playing us next Wednesday night in the league. Yeah. All things being equal, and both teams win those games. There's going to be a big, big shootout in a couple of weeks' time for the league. And yeah. you know, the Calma Cup semi-final against Dean Celtic to look forward to. You know, what a yeah. month or so you have ahead. Yeah, no, it's exciting. As I said early, earlier, just that everybody's buzzing. The, the good, good buzz around the club. Um, so yeah, I suppose. We have to get past you boys first, so I won't. I won't be. I won't be thinking about anything till we till we beat E. If we beat E, and uh, then we can look into the Evergreen game. But yeah, no, it's exciting times. It's uh, I suppose a semi final Leinster, semi final uh, the cup, and then I suppose two games in the league. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's exciting month ahead, Cash. Well, listen, wish you all the best for Sunday here. Really, yeah. really do. It would be brilliant for the Kenyan District League to, to, to get yeah. another team into the Leinster Junior Cup. It's a pity Thomastown weren't able to make it two yeah. out of the four in the yeah. semi final. They were unlucky. They were unlucky as well. You know, they had they had a, a couple of half, half chances, you know. Yeah, but look at the best of luck for Sunday. I'll see you there, and sure, look at I'll see you next <laughs> Wednesday night out in Cuffs Grange. <laughs> thanks for taking right, the done. call. All right, Peter. No bother, Cash. Cheers. Talk to you soon, right. okay. Thanks a minute, Pete. So, ma'am, you know, it's first season, I, I, like, I like I remember the year we had him with the Oscar Shane, right? like even last year when at the summertime no one there was kind of rumours going around who was going to get the booters job and I remember saying it to Jim Nugent if I was involved with three booters there's only one man I'd have you know I'd have to have him involved he's a really really good guy played for years in the League of Ireland with Wadford oh, and Wexford then, and yeah. whatever you know but um It'd be great for Kilkenny if they could. Look, they have a great history. They've won it three times, three times you know, the yeah. Leinster Junior Cup. And, uh, you know, all things been equal, a home draw on Sunday. Hopefully they'll get to us. An awful pity that it's clashing with the Kilkenny Galway match over in the park, but sure, that's the way it, that's uh. the way it is, you know. So we wish the Freebooters lads all the very best in the semi-final. The other semi-final is, of course, between Gory Rangers and Old County. I'd be fancying Gory Rangers to win that. And that'll give Peter and the Booters boys, if they get to the final, yeah. the chance to get the revenge uh, on Gory yeah. after they're knocking them out in the are, FBI. Are the two matches on this weekend? They are, yeah. They are, yeah. They are. Uh, quickly then, the other fixtures coming up the weekend. Uh, one game in, this, in the Premier Division on Sunday, Fort Rangers against Bridge United. It's only a box-ticking extra exercise uh, the Billy Lahey Memorial Cup Division 1 Cup semi-finals Ron Lines are home to Dean Celtic at 11 o'clock uh, Canises are away to Highview also at 11 o'clock um, Dean Celtic and Canises both got promoted out of that division Canises as champions Dean Celtic as runners-up so they would be favourites to win those games but not certain by any means Evergreen 46 play River Rangers B and New Park play East End in the semi-finals of the Jim Maher Memorial Cup um, uh, and in the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield and in the oh God Shawnee Dale sorry I didn't realise that Gorey actually bet all county last Sunday I didn't realise that Gorey are already in the final I assumed they were on this weekend Shawnee's after texting me thanks for being back into this in the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield Stonyford are home to Freshford at 12 o'clock on Sunday in the Credit Union the St. Canis's Credit Union Ladies Cup Vale Wanderers are at home to New Park at, at 2 o'clock in Lachlan Bridge the Evergreen under 12s they're above at home farm at the, on, at the Girls National Cup Trophy uh, the Kilkenny under 12 development squads are away in the up in the away to the NECL uh, Galway that's where the under 15s travel to they're away to Galway at the, at the weekend Sunday as well at 2 o'clock and just to mention before we go to the break that next weekend Saturday and Sunday and Gary Marr mentioned this, this to us last week or the week before when he was on there was a big pre- Kennedy Cup comp tournament, a new one. It's uh, it's in honour, of course. It's the Peter Marr Memorial Under Fourteen Tournament. Uh, Peter Marr, one of the best soccer men uh, ever in Kilkenny. I won't go into it. Peter, a very good friend of mine, very good to me when I was a young man. So the Kilkenny development squad, South Tip, North Tip, Waterford, Wexford, they will all compete in in round robin competitions between Saturday and the finals will take place on Sunday. So if you have nowhere to go, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, go to the Kells Road and see the cream of the crop in in the local districts in the in the under 14 age group as I said it's been used as a kind of a pre-Kennedy Cup tournament alright that's all the local stuff out of the way we'll go and we'll take an ad break and when we come back we'll look back at all the week last weekend's results in the Premier League and maybe mention the two FA Cup semi-finals Liam Kelly O'Rourke's eyes have lit up the prospect of talking about the FA Cup Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer brought to you by TRP Hebron and Industrial Estate Kilkenny. You can message us on WhatsApp 087 The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. 
And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Bear, first time ever there's going to be an all-Manchester FA Cup final. I was surprised enough to hear that you would have thought that sometime in the, the history of the yeah, game that they would have played no, one yeah. another. Yeah. Um, City comfortable 3-0 winners against Sheffield United. Riyad Mahrez scored a hat-trick, yeah. a very rare occurrence in, a, in an FA Cup semi-final. It hasn't true. happened in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know... They never, they never had to go uh, no, first they, gear. They, no, they didn't. And the thing, you know, about City, when they make a few changes, they look at and they say, well, the rest is stronger. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and the team that and, went out before. And look at whatever way Guardiola, Guardiola approached, you know, the first half of the season. And we used to be commenting here that just he didn't start the brain and he didn't, you know, he seemed... But he really, really, uh, it's paying dividends at this end of the season because oh, yeah. he has a full squad all of them fit every single one of them and look at I think they're going to win the treble um, I think there's no one to stop them I really unless Real Madrid um, over two legs in the Champions League but let's call a spade a spade Real Madrid were blessed to beat them last season and it's hard to see that level of luck um, Mark they play United in the final United were the second best team against Brighton thankfully mm-hmm. Brighton don't have a centre forward and United had a goalkeeper who was farcical the previous Thursday night against Seville but he saved them last Sunday the game yeah I mean it was a good reflexes and probably helped by, by Harry Maguire not starting to be honest <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Manchester United in difficult position right now a lot of injuries and even if it was a full team I doubt they could beat that City team you know Liam said it earlier well, even their second team could run the league oh yeah Liam um, I know you have a large dollop of apathy towards the FA Cup but you, you know at least you'll, all you Liverpool fans will be able to watch sit down and watch it and shout for City in the final apathy maybe but I wouldn't mind being in an FA Cup semi-final or final as a Liverpool supporter having seen where the season has gone now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no the two semi-final you couldn't have seen a bigger contrast between the Manchester United display and the Manchester City display uh, Manchester United were poor um, I saw the highlights on Sunday evening they God, that didn't take long what was that on a set of the Angelus was it <laughs> but they were just so leggy and I knew from the starting 11 that they had selected that it was going to be a very uh, workman like performance to put it uh, politely and uh, the only surprise on the day really was that Brighton didn't score because you consider the flair players that Brighton have the open Wembley venue uh, and that Manchester United 11 um, in hindsight I would have thought that might have played into Brighton's hands even though I had predicted a Manchester United win I thought United would lose the penalty shootout because De Gea any time I've ever seen yeah, him never not, even looks like saving yeah. a penalty he's so not known we for were waiting on, yeah. I was saying to the lads we were watching it having a few points and saying unless one of these Brighton lads blazes this over the yeah. bar we're going to be in trouble yeah. and that's ultimately what, what happened. happened but the quality of the penalties leading what up to that was excellent was terrific yeah, yeah. I have to say and Lindelof oh. the winning penalty was I won't, I won't tell you what I said out loud when I saw him coming up but suffice it to say he surprised me another David O'Leary yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but look at I'm sure I'm sure Gareth Southgate was looking at Jaden Sancho or or, or, what's his name Marcus Rashford Rashford, and didn't Jaden Sancho the two boys score penalties both of them missed in the Euros I think there was a certain (laughs) irony there you know what I mean Uh, look at we'll get on to the league lads Friday night Mark Arsenal 3 Southampton 3 and uh, Arsenal you know, the two-all draw at Liverpool was was a really decent result considering the way the game went. You could even forgive throwing away a 2-0 lead away to West Ham, you know, but, you know, conceding three at home to Southampton, having to fight back at the deck to scrape a draw, at this stage, it's it's Man City's league to lose. I, I think so. I mean, um, there's a real contrast, I think, you see between uh, Man City, who have been champions, they know how to win games, and then Arsenal, who are who are getting a little stressy. They're looking very stressy now at the end of the season. And I think uh, even Gabriel Jesus said it, you know, uh, Man City just have that experience being champions. And it's, it's sort of shown because that Southampton game, I mean, it, it wasn't rescued um, two points um it, they lost they lost really yeah. Barry you said that on Saturday Sport with myself and Pat on Saturday that the experience that yeah. Manchester City have is really standing them in good uh, stead uh, at this uh, stage uh, no doubt but look I, I think you know it has to be said that Guardiola is a wonderful coach now he wouldn't be I'm not saying you bring him out for a cup of coffee <laughs> but yeah. he, he is a great coach there's no doubt about it and all the stuff you see with Man City his philosophy, don't give them the ball. If we have the ball, we might get a few goals. If they haven't it, they'll get none. And this is the way they play. They keep possession all the time. But he has a great squad of players. His, his, his you know, picking, his player picking has been wonderful. And there's no doubt, everything is there for him to win. 
But beware of Real Madrid. Yeah, I think they'll win the treble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about tomorrow night's match in the third part of the programme, but like... <laughs> You know, at this stage, it's big time advantage Manchester City mm. in all three competitions. It is, and if I was Mikel Arteta, you'd nearly have to block out the media for the next couple of days because it is still in their hands. But to drop the two points away at West Ham when you're 2-0 up and to go 2-0 down within 15 minutes to Southampton is unforgivable in the mm. cut-trust nature of a Premier League title you, race. You, you started it. <laughs> 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 with the Liverpool man. But look, I, I still say it. I said it last Saturday. We have to be thankful for Arsenal yeah. this year. If they weren't there, Man City would have had a, a walk yeah. over. But we also have to be sympathetic. I mean, you take the midfield and the strike force in particular, Odegaard, Party, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, to be blunt about it, a Manchester City reject. All players that are either youthful or, wor- or, wor- or weren't wanted by the best club team in, the, in England. So, like, one side of me is very, very, like following the Arsenal story you want to see them do it and you're critical as to how they're throwing these games away but you also have to remember this is a team that at the start of the season none of us even thought might get into the Champions League 50-1 to win the league at the start of the season well, I said last week they were working transition. You know, you know. Well, look at to be fair to him, and 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 we, as I said, we look ahead to tomorrow night. But look at from one North London team that are having a small little bit of a wobble to another North London team that are having a big bit of a wobble. Mark Spurs are in disarray. Oh, oh my! It's it comes to a point where um, it's it's really depressing to watch them now. I think so, and and I that that defence it has the structural integrity of a, a wet slice of toast. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that's how I'd put it. And um, if just anyone out there that's that's listening that doesn't understand that he's saying they're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I don't know Conte's mate as I think he's now been branded as a media. Uh, I don't yes, think he was, he was tossed yesterday. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I don't so. think he knew what he was doing because I, I saw the formation and uh, they played. I think it was a back four which they they hadn't really done all season and changing up that and then I think a lot of it is is uh, Lloris he's, he's just not as dependable as he once was especially that first goal deflecting it right up in front of a, a Newcastle yeah. attacker so it's it's really you know it's on Spurs and they're going to have to make some major changes Barrow did you ever think you'd see a day when a Premier League team would be 5-0 down after 21 minutes a Premier Division team of, of the so-called stature and quality of Spurs yeah. now well, credit to Newcastle right I, Fair I, play. I just want to say this does it tell you something about Newcastle or does it tell you something about Well, I, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a little bit of both in that. There probably like, is. You know, Newcastle were on the back of a really poor performance against Aston Villa and then, as it turned out, they were playing the perfect opposition last Sunday because yeah. Spurs just weren't up for it, weren't that. And if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be absolutely disgusted with that. Well, what does it tell us? Antonio Conte was right. I mean, you can say what what you like about his temperament and his own behaviour, but he read into that dressing room. Uh, you had someone like Richarlison who came out after one of the European matches and basically blamed everyone else bar himself. It's a club like full of individuals and not even world-class individuals. Some very good players, but when it comes to a collective, it's just missing. And that comes from the top down I mean when you have an ownership model that thinks it's a good idea to dismiss a manager but yet keep the echo chamber in the dressing room i.e. is second in command you'd have to wonder mm. where the football decisions are being made and Spurs are paying the penalty and 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 it looks like their supporters are going to get a double kick in the you know what because they all want Mauricio Pochettino back and it looks like he's going to Chelsea I know, and, the sport, yeah. and Spurs hate and Spurs and Chelsea uh, hate one another that's going to be a real oh, kick thrill, in the, to the Spurs you know, fans there'll be a Twisting the tail there that he, Pochettino would go back to Spurs. Would that happen? Why would anybody want to go to Chelsea? I suppose <laughs> is the question that <laughs> we really Spurs. should be asking. Or to Spurs for that matter. Yeah, interesting times. Look at lads. The relegation battle is hotting up. Leeds were beaten again 2 1 by Fulham. Uh, Everton. You know, 10-man Everton held on to a nil-nil draw away to piss Crystal Palace. Leicester had a huge, huge 2-1 win. win against Wolves and came from behind to get it. Uh, Liverpool and Nats Forest. Forest scored twice for the first time all season in an away game. Still couldn't get any points. All them goals came in the second half. And West Ham won 4-0 away to Bournemouth. Probably makes them safe. Um, Quick synopsis of the of the relegation scene. I think it's. I think Leicester. I'm, I'm at this stage. I think Leicester might get out of it. I think Southampton are gone, and I think it's between Nats Forest, Leeds, and Everton for the other two spots. That's my synopsis. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, no matter what way you look at, Southampton is is definitely going down. And to give perspective on the relegation battle, Chelsea are thirty nine points, and I think it was it uh, Leicester is twenty eight. 
and they're one spot above relegation. So it's still a very tight battle in between everything there, and a few bad results can, can throw the table anywhere. But I think um, Everton, Forest, and Southampton are my favourites to go down because just they don't really have much fight. And Everton's not conceding goals, but I don't see them scoring goals either. I think they're playing a very rigid, boring game. Well, look, they went for Sean Dyche, so rigid and boring was always going to be part of the <laughs> philosophy. But Ber- like Leeds are conceding goals be the new time, and yeah. they're going to have to stop that. Is it t- tonight or tomorrow? Leicester and Leeds are playing tonight. Yeah. We'll looking at all the f- that's like, as regards the Leeds set-up, if they lose that game tonight, I think, you know, Everton have a chance of getting back over Leeds. But... Look, it's, it's very much... I, I think Leicester now are beginning to... I know they only won the one match. Yeah, but if, they're they're follow away, it if, up, if they beat Leeds tonight... Yeah, if they know, follow it up. Que, or Liam, um, you know, the relegation scene, like it's looking mm. like West Ham are going to be okay, Crystal Palace are going to be okay, Wolves are going to be okay, um, Bournemouth, you know, will it be you know, 4-0 defeat at home to West Ham, but really and truly it is looking like Southampton, Leeds... Everton and Forest, any three from those yeah. four? Well, I'm just looking at the table and it's amazing. If West Ham win their game in hand, they can go above Crystal Palace and within two of Chelsea. So yeah. that just shows you how tight the relegation yeah. battle is. But yeah, t- tonight's game, to state the obvious, will be crucial between Leicester and Leeds. I had Leicester written off, to be perfectly honest, but I think the performance and the win which is the most important thing and the fact it was at the King Power I think you need your home support going into a a title run and a relegation battle going into the last six games of the season that'll give the supporters hope and when you base that alongside the quality they have and the fact they shouldn't even be in that position mm. you'd give Leicester a chance I I think at the moment if Leicester do win tomorrow night or, or tonight or tonight a bigger pardon whoever wins that Leicester-Leeds match is out of it and then it's between Everton and the loser and yeah. like, I don't know I think I'd be worried for Everton because they seem to have lost that bounce Sean Dyche should have given them he gave well them, they did they got 3-1-0 yeah. home wins yeah, well, Seamus Coleman I'm telling you he's the key Player mm. there. If Coleman is on the pitch, Everton yeah. have a chance. I don't. This could. This I believe this relegation battle won't be decided until the last day. Well, if you the, look at the last it, fixtures, will decide. Look at that tonight. Look at that Leeds Leicester game is massive. Wolves and Crystal Palace are playing tonight, lads. That has draw written all over to me now because a draw actually is a good result for both sides. It oh, knocks yeah. up another little yeah, notch I up agree, the table. Yeah. And Aston Villa are home to Fulham. Um, you know Villa. For long, were behind for long periods against Brentford the other day, but finished really strong, got an equaliser, and were probably unlucky not to win it. Villa are only two points behind uh, behind Spurs at this stage, with the same amount of games played. Uh, Liverpool are another point behind. At this stage, you'd have to be fancying Villa and Liverpool to overtake Spurs and at least qualify for the Europa League. The fact that both Manchester teams now are in the cup final means there's an extra Europa League spot for the English teams and Spurs could end up falling out of it, falling out of it altogether. Mm. So big game for Villa tonight as well, a home to Fulham, and you'd fancy him to win that. It's you? amazing because it's not too long ago we were talking about Villa in the relegation battle. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're up the far end of the table. But... but you know, Mark, it just also goes to show um, that mis- the difference of the, the, the difference of having a proper manager. Yeah. And Gerard, like Umay Emer- Unai Emery is working for the exact same squad of players that Gerard mm-hmm. had and look at the difference he has made. It's it's massive. Nine games unbeaten, nineteen games straight where they've scored. And it's even went with, with Steven there you, it was a it was a squad that should have been winning, and I think they're, I mean they're a mid table team and and they're over overperforming right now, and I can I can see them getting into to Europe no problem with that. You you were always a, an Emery fan, oh uh, yeah, Liam, uh, and he I, has he's proven himself uh, big time with Aston Villa this season. I like rigid and boring and systematic, and I think that sums up Unai Emery. He's just done a very good job, and he's proven himself in La Liga with, in places like Sevilla that he knows how to get the best out of car boot sale players, and he's doing it again at Aston Villa. Um, it, when you mention Steven Gerrard's name, it makes me question over and over again why these English greats on the playing pitch are deemed great managers because they had great playing careers Frank Lampard going back to Chelsea if he was from any other country or had an average playing career he wouldn't have got that job once never mind twice so awesome. it's it's amazing how far your name can get you and Unai Emery is All getting right. everywhere based on his repu- based does on what that, he does does anyone, anyone know where Gerard is for the last few months yeah but there was rumours <laughs> his name his name was mentioned some in, in some dispatches over the last couple of days that there was someone thinking about giving him McDonald's him a, was it you know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't know. Let's, I don't know. He's um, cashier. Yeah, he, I think himself and, and Lampard. 
both of them were really closely matched and uh, as players both in the England setup and and they divided opinion as regards which one of them was the best player mm-hmm. but I think both of them are going to have not long managerial I careers I think uh, you never know they're two young men you know you never know they have a long way to go they should be down yeah. in league two Bird, though. like you don't yeah, like, oh, yeah I agree that they should mm-hmm. start further down but I wouldn't give up on either yeah I think if if Gerard would have stayed in the Scottish League and if Frank could go back down to the championship put in a few years there I mean rightfully yeah you sh- Frank should have started at League 2 but even put him back down the championship you see what it done for for Michael Carrick who I think yeah. is with Middlesbrough right now and Vincent Company started yeah. although high but they're they're learning but, their craft but Mark I wouldn't mind Frank even failed in the championship with Derby I mean he didn't get them promoted there was, it was these mm-hmm. heroic hard luck stories which we love in this country I, I was I wasn't so sure the English loved it, but obviously the Premier League owners do. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just can't get over. And Pochettino's another one, but that's a discussion for another day. Well, Why Pochett- is he linked with these top clubs? Yeah, but Pochettino, like, and all the good job that he done at Spursbury, he had never actually won anything. Oh, no. No, they got to Champions League final, didn't they? Or semi final, and they got to with some other final, and yeah. he got him into. Like, he put it this way: he never won anything, but he'd done a much better job than any of the lads that have come in <laughs> since he was there. They were the only functioning what we would now class top six clubs six years ago when the Premier league was lost to Leicester City I rest my case (laughs) right we better pay another few bills we'll take the second ad break when we come back we'll be looking ahead to the rest of the midweek games and the pick of the games from the weekend ahead Uh, of course starting with City and Arsenal tomorrow night TRP your one stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts proudly bringing you offside soccer on 88.7 FM You can message us on WhatsApp 087 4011 887. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. We have a few texts in. We'll get to some of them later on. The text number is 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. That's a taxback, sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Back to tomorrow night's fixtures. Um, you know, Chelsea are playing Brentford. Who cares? West Ham are playing Liverpool. Probably not that relevant. Liverpool need to win. West Ham, you know, probably safe no matter what happens. Uh, Forrester are home to Brighton massive 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 game for Forrest but Brighton you know will be gutted a little bit after after not getting to the uh, cup final Forrest might snake a draw with that Mark I mean it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not not like Forrest to get a draw of that but you got to look at Brighton they're very good at building up dangerous team um, and it's it's really it's theirs in yeah, my opinion they have they have the games left they can really really try nail down that Europa League place but look at tomorrow night lads it's all about one game 8 o'clock in the had City at home to Liverpool or Liverpool City at home to Arsenal this has been you know, really, really the game that everyone has looked to for the last five or six weeks. It was obvious five or six weeks ago that this was going to have a huge bearing bear on the league. Um, I think people didn't, I think people thought that Arsenal would have been in a slightly stronger position yeah, than they are it, going into yeah. it. I, I, I still think Arsenal will give them a game tomorrow night. I think Arsenal's game you know, of all the teams in the league you know, Arsenal are probably the design to give them the yeah. best game possible. Yeah. But it's hard to see City not winning it. I'm sure it's hard to see. I mean, I don't know what way the bookies are betting it, but they definitely have City money on tomorrow night to win the match. Arsenal have had a bad three or four weeks. They've had a very good season. Other than that, they are capable of hitting the ground running tomorrow night and giving Man City a game. I think it'll be a draw. Do you? I do. Well, I think if you offered Arteta now a draw, he'd take hand and all of you. Well, he might. Oh, mm-hmm. there's no question of it, he'd take hand and all of you. <laughs> I don't think, I, I, I really think that Guardi- Guardiola has this group primed for to finish the season. And this is, you know, and I think he's also not doing the, this mad tinkering with the formations that he has been known for in the past. I think there's, there's a tunnel vision at City this season. I think they're going to win the three competitions that they're left in, and I think they'll beat Arsenal tomorrow night. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, like a 3 1 or something like that, an entertaining game that Arsenal will contribute to. But I fancy City lean. Yeah, I just can't see how Arsenal can cope with the likes of Silva, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Grealish, and I could let, <laughs> rack know, off a cast Foden, of thousands. Mares, <laughs> yeah. There's a big lad plays 
Rangers up front from Norway bangs in a few <laughs> goals what's his name <laughs> that's yeah. only if they're stuck yeah. <laughs> so I just can't make a case for Arsenal if Arsenal were coming into this like City are on a 10 to 12 game winning run which yeah. they were earlier in the season uh, I'd say were in for quite a game but you have to remember when this was played at the Emirates Arsenal were in good form and City still came and really were the better team and dominated the ball yeah. at home whatever chance at the Emirates that's going to be times two in terms of City on the ball pumping the pressure and I just don't think Arsenal can cope and I think the fact they've drawn the last three games like you saw the Emirates on Friday night the fans were deflated Mikel Arteta was deflated it wasn't like a game where they came from 3-1 down and the place was bouncing they knew yeah. they had messed up yeah. and you yeah, don't well, get over that in a couple yeah, of days you know, mm. I actually said that on Saturday here the one thing worried me was when the final whistle went everybody's heads went down Yeah, and it'll be a big job for Arteta to get him back up tomorrow night but lads up Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> but draw, draws are defeats in the current Premier League yep. title races oh, in the last without, three to four without seasons. Without a doubt, yeah, at this stage of the season. But Mark, you know, if you if you concede three goals at home to the bottom club and four days later or five days later you're going to play probably the best team in Europe. That is not the preparation you want going you, into you that You can't be lacking confidence, confidence going to a place like uh, the Etihad because Man City just are that good and it's it's something you have to almost admire about Pep as well. Like It feels from the start of the season it's it's sort of been prepared and set up this way. He hasn't been overusing his players and, and that's a scary fact because Arsenal in one way are, are stuck with a, a set um, rotation of players where Man City they, they they could come up with anything and, and still give Arsenal and dominate Arsenal where Arsenal I think um, their uh, starting centre-back Will, Will Saliba um, I, I think he's injured he's, he's, he's doubtful yeah. 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 and there's no there's no it's no coincidence that they've really started conceding goals in his absence yeah. and then yeah. because he was excellent all, all yeah. season for them mm. and you have to think you have to question as well how will Mikel Arteta approach it and is he from a similar class in terms of the schooling of from Pep Guardiola and will he be his own worst enemy will he overthink this will he or will he be so set in his way of playing football because Arsenal have probably played the best football in the league all season will he manage Man City differently to the rest of the season I don't know well, he, he has to go with what he believes yeah. uh, that mightn't be the right thing to do but I yeah. think it'll attack you, you, you're calling it a draw Yeah, I think City will win I, <laughs> 2-1 I, or 3-1 I, I think it could be more comfortable I honestly think because I agree with Burr I think they will attack I think Mikel Arteta has his formula and he won't go away from it that is asking for trouble well if Southampton can score 3 on you you know the iceberg is in front of Arsenal's ship, and the captain is f- firmly heading towards. Because we're having analogies here, by uh, <laughs> this, this is turning into a literary a literature program. Right, the last three games of the midweek, we have to get through these. Southampton are home to Bournemouth. You know, if Southampton are to have any chance to have to win that, Bournemouth were beaten four 0 but you know, hard to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton are home to Newcastle. Massive, massive game for Everton, but the Newcastle are going to be buoyed by that result the weekend. <laughs> a draw, maybe, is the best Everton could hope for yeah. here, lads. Are we? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking they're going to draw. Do you? Yeah. What do you think, Mark? Well, I think uh, we've talked about how Everton aren't really conceding that much, but I don't think it's because Everton is is a world class defence. I, th- I think it's more uh, missed opportunities from teams I mean, and and excellent goalkeeping, of course, from Jordan Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be the one who said it. <laughs> yeah, and there's bait on the text line for Burr. Uh, this texter says they think you're being kind to Seamus Coleman. He looked past it last season, and this is the real kicker. Pickford has done well this season, though. I won't comment. <laughs> I think, I think Bear's point about Coleman is more from the leadership aspect yeah. of it, you know. Than I know, you see, you can see, you, uh, the fellas as Coleman wears his heart on his, you know, you can his, see him on yeah. his sleeve, as the lad said. Yeah. And he's fighting to save Everton. I agree that, you know, last year I was saying Coleman is finished. I didn't think he played this year. But he's still there, and while he's there, I'm not sure if he'll be fit for this match Thursday night. But any improvement yeah. for Pickford? Any whatsoever? Well, look, Pickford <laughs> has made a few saves yeah. this year. I look, I've never said that he doesn't save. He's not a goalkeeper. People that understand about <laughs> keeping goal will understand there's much more involved. And anybody that knows anything about goalkeeping knows 
Pickford is not a goal. He's a shot stopper. He wouldn't have made your teams back in the day. He wouldn't have made uh, Oscar Trainer. Luke, he can read the guy. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about Newcastle. I remember on the very first show I was on at the FA Cup final, or not the Carabao Cup Carabao, final, yeah. and we said uh, Newcastle can't score. They've clearly yeah. solved that problem. They have, but in fairness, yeah. Isaac always, I liked him, I said it at yeah. the start, yeah. but he needed time to bed in, and That's he's right. bedded in mm-hmm. now. Look, Spurs are at home to United Thursday night, last of the midweek games. It's impossible to know what kind of a reaction you're That's going to get I'm from looking Spurs. Forward to that I'm looking match. forward to that as well. Purely to see <laughs> yeah. what happens at Spurs and purely to see what? do the crowd actually get behind them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think we have another text line criticising my criticism of Manchester United. <laughs> it simply says, lads, please give United some praise. I think I've I've given United praise, as have Mark and Bear. You did you see how bad they were against Brighton? And we won't talk about last Thursday night against Seville. <laughs> Does, do, do people want to talk but about that? They they're still in contention for top four. They're in a yeah. Final they against are, they are, Manchester they are, they rivals. They are, they are, they are. Okay, all right. Okay. I, I saw, I saw a comment there. <laughs> is that if Arsenal lose the title and come second, but Man United had come third and have won a cup, they've had a better season than Arsenal. I two think it's cups. true. Two, mm. maybe even well, two cups. That, well, lads, they're not going to beat City in the cup final. But look at I, that yeah. is, that is. There's one, been weirder things. That's one way. Look at. If you offered United fans a top four place at the to- at the start of the season, they would have taken it. If you had offered them not to be relegated after the first two games of the season, <laughs> they'd have taken it. So all things being equal, if yeah. they if they do cement the top four and they're looking good for it, purely yeah. because the teams behind them, you know, yeah. either Spurs or a basket case, two games Liverpool are a little bit too far behind, and and maybe Villa and Brighton. So nearly by default, they'll probably limp into the top four, but um. This game on Thursday night is going to be very interesting because it would be very interesting to see the reaction the Spurs players get from their own fans. Mm. I, I, I think that game I think that game could be a draw. I think I if there's make a, money. I could make money. There's going to be a lot of, <laughs> but I think if there's anything if there's anything in Harry Kane and Son and Loris, they're, they're senior players. Uh, if there's anything in them at all, Ryan Mason is one of their own. He's in as the caretaker manager. If there's a semblance of gumption in the Spurs players, it'll surely come out in them on Thursday night. It has to. Has to. You know, I wonder has Harry Kane's mind been made up? For oh, well, Harry, but Harry Kane is gone. I mean, Harry Kane is gone. Harry mm-hmm. Kane will be with United next season. I don't think. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't know if we'll pay for him though. I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay. How old is he now? 31, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Crystal Palace are at home to West Ham at the weekend. Brentford are at home to Forest. Another huge, huge game for Forest. Brighton are at home to Wolves. You know, again, probably you'd be fancying Brighton to win that. Brighton. It's just my worry with Brighton, lads, is is what I saw last Sunday. It's a feast or a famine with them. They either blow teams away and they score three or four, or else they're struggling. Like, if they had an out-and-out centre-forward last Sunday, even if the young Irish lad had been there, yeah, no. you know, because Danny Welbeck, you know, call a spade oh, a spade, yeah, is not... That header that he missed. You know, but, like, you know, so, like, so whilst they play beautiful stuff and they're really good, they're a little bit of a... You have to be a little bit wary backing them because that lack, you know, that they do play yeah. games where yeah. they completely dominate possession, completely dominate the stats and struggle to score so there there wants to be avoided I mm-hmm. think at short prices at home to the, the likes of these Nats Forests yeah, or I, Wolves as it is the weekend I, I think um, so, so teams like Wolves and, and Forest Wolves are, I think are very good at creating chances not so much Taking at, at taking them and I think if Brighton show up with any, any bit of confidence uh, or competence um, they'll be able to take that, that Leeds, match home Leeds as we said are playing at home to Leicester tonight and then on Sunday they're away to Bournemouth the next five days Bear, that decides Leeds Premier League future doesn't it those two games oh, yeah. well, those are like if they can come away with even four points from those two games oh, but, if they, but if they lose the two they're gone oh yeah they have to at least get I would say four points yeah, they yeah. can't. They can't because these are games against, like mm. these are games against teams that are directly around them in the league. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So this is massive. For this them. is what makes or breaks the season. And the way Leeds are playing and the the manner in which they're conceding goals and the volume of goals, you would be worried. Bournemouth now their their little bit of a purple patch came to an end uh, in the last week or two, but. Yeah, Leeds are just Leeds were always just doing enough over the last not just this season but the last couple of seasons they've hit the bad patch at the wrong time and sometimes in, in things like in seasons it's not about how bad a team is it's when they hit their bad patch yeah, the yeah, timing is everything yeah well that is a very very fair mm-hmm. point and, and 
the next five days Mark really makes or breaks lead season they lose the two of them games it's very hard to see any any comeback for him yeah and I, I think it was um, Brendan Rodgers actually said that about Leicester uh, before he left is, is sometimes they just get into that groove of, uh, of bad games but they, they, they can always come back and I think we're seeing a little bit of surge of their form now and against a team like Leeds they, they just kind of show up when they want to and it's it's not looking good for them now in the last, last se- section do you, how do you see Bournemouth and Leeds the weekend Bear? I think Bournemouth do you think so? A lot, a lot will depend on how this game goes with Leicester. Leicester. You see, that's what... You know, they can get something out of that at my lift. Yeah, because when you're previewing these games for the weekend, they are prefixed by, of course, what's going to happen between tonight and Thursday night, you know, but we can only go with what we have in front of us. Uh, Fulham are at home to Man City. You know, Fulham looked like they were on the beach mm. they stopped the rot a little bit with a win against somebody I can't remember who it was West Ham or Everton Everton mm. yeah um, they won't beat Manchester City they won't beat a, a Manchester City team that has to win will they? No but they're okay they, you know, they're, they've had a good season they, they've had all. a good season compared to the last few times they were in the Premier if you're an Arsenal supporter and you're looking for Man City to drop points it's the teams that are lower down you're hoping for because yeah. the higher you go up around that 10th mark It'll be no no good to you. Two o'clock on Sunday, uh, United are home to Aston Villa. Now, you know, if United fail to beat Spurs the weekend and fail to beat Villa at the weekend, two not inconceivable uh, options. You know, it could become squeaky bum time with regard to the top four. And, uh, Mark... Villa, I wouldn't be backing United at odds on to beat Aston Villa in Old Trafford. Would you? I, I think their their games after Spurs and Aston Villa are, are easier, but certainly yeah, Aston Villa are, are a team in form right now, and they, they've they've shown they showed up because they they beat us. I think last time, first time we played them in the season when yeah. Unai, I think it was one of his first games. So they're they're a competitive team, and um, I think Liam said it earlier, they're systematic, they're rigid, they're not going to give United the, the space that they probably <laughs> want, and so. So Man United are really going to have to show up with this one and um, hopefully as time crackles on injury list going to come less Man United Yeah I think we all just need a loan of Burr's Byron and put down the X Yeah I just think Aston Villa will play out a draw here yeah. Newcastle are home to Southampton uh, even if Newcastle drop points away to Everton in, on a midweek um, I know Southampton done what they did against Arsenal but Bear, you know in, in, in James's but Park James's Park is going to be huge for Newcastle for their home games because the fans are balubas as we oh, all yeah, know right yeah. and they smell like they smell Champions League football and they're going to soak the ball into that <laughs> net and that Galloway Galloway and, in, yeah, in, and um, you know you cannot see Southampton you know, you know st- stopping Newcastle Sure, we can't. Anyone can see Southampton. No, but I will give Southampton fans some hope. Bournemouth this week, that's a little bit of a local derby in the south coast of England. If ever they're going to rise, uh, get a performance, build on a point at home to, away at Arsenal, which will be seen as a, a a good result from their point of view. If they can beat Bournemouth in the derby, that's four points. They go to Newcastle with their tails up and they have a chance. Newcastle are a side that they're playing great football they found the back of the net but they're inexperienced when it comes to the Champions League running and they may not just have their eyes on a team like Southampton and if they have a good week and get the, the fourth point against Bournemouth I give them a chance. Right, okay. Liverpool are home to Spurs. It's not getting any easier for Spurs. And that's, we won't go into it in great detail but any, Liverpool are still nigh on impossible to beat in Anfield. Right, take the Real Madrid debacle yeah. out of it. They're nearly, in, they're still nearly impossible to beat. And Spurs, whatever, whatever Spurs yeah. will do in 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 White Hart Lane or wherever they call the bloody place now, they have no chance of beating Liverpool in Anfield. I don't think so. No. You know, if, if they have an option to forfeit before the match starts, not a hope. Spurs don't have a hope. No, no. Liverpool are are still, despite all the the, the bad publicity and the bad press, and let's call it spades a bit, they've had a poor season by the standards uh, yeah. of the previous four or five mm-hmm. seasons. I still think they're capable of winning all their games between now and the end of the season and hitting the bar, hitting the bar when it comes to the, the European qualification. I really do. Monday night, lads, is going to be massive. Leicester are home to Everton. You know, even if Leicester get you know get another win midweek as we against Leeds, they're still knee oh, they're deep. They're still knee deep in it. So that game next Monday yeah. night at eight o'clock is going to be huge. Leicester against Everton, and you know, Mark, I, I take your point. Like it's you know, it's hard to see where these wins are going to come from for Everton. No, but draws getting... might be enough, lads. Oh, if other might, teams keep yeah, losing, you see, might. that's the thing. You know, yeah. and, and they might they might just get enough draws yeah. to mm-hmm. you know. Maybe it it, it depends because. 
three matches for Everton could be as good as one match for Leicester if Leicester take home three points yeah, in a match like yeah. they did um, but then at the same time this relegation battle exists because teams just aren't winning yeah. so it's, it's a that's a fair point you can't really call it nowadays because the, the gap between um, 18th and, and 15th isn't really that large um, you know, I know you have an Everton fan in the house, and you have a bit of a grow for Everton uh, for I, that reason. I, I have but to say, I can hope, you see that? I hope they win it. And and listen, I think it's possible. It's yeah. possible. I'm not saying it will happen. The most likely result again, as you said, is a draw. Because you see, the, you know, the one thing that Leicester do have, and I said it a few weeks ago, is with the with the likes of Daka, Tielemans, Barnes, Madison, and they won the other day without Madison, who is by far and away their best player. They do have the creativity in the squad mm. of all the other teams that are down there. You'd imagine to to get themselves out. Yeah, like on merit, now, Leicester course, should be pair, nowhere near These are the pairs that got themselves into the mess as well in yeah. the first place, which, which has to be said. Yeah, and Leicester should be nowhere near it. I would say on paper, they have the best team out of the bottom five in the Premier League, Leicester. So if they perform, they they can get enough out of these next couple of games. But you just don't know. It's, it's honestly, there's going to be so much grinding and it's going to be so... It's going to be like playing football in muck at times. These are not going to be glamorous games. So you never just don't know. Yeah, look at um, what's your three to go down, Bear? Your three to go down. Well, last week I said Nats Forest, Southampton, and Leicester, but I think I'd say Leicester are going to be okay. The other will be Everton or Leeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going with Forest, Leeds, and Southampton. That's my three. I mean, for for me, Southampton, um, Forest, and I just, I, I can't see Everton. I just, I, I can't, can't bring myself to see it. Okay, I have. And the Liverpool fan, of course, is going to love to uh, see the Blue Noses getting relegated if that happens. But <laughs> I, I, see, the, the thing about it, I guarantee you, Liverpool would not want Everton to be relegated. The big Mersey side, that's a great. Okay. In Liverpool, Burr. Yeah. If you're outside of Liverpool, <laughs> it's brilliant because the Merseyside derby doesn't mean as much to me or Liverpool fans in Kilkenny as it would in the city. Just, yeah. to, just yeah. to be nice. Go on. No, I, I just said the Liverpool lads would actually want Everton to stay up. Well, they'd want them to be relegated just for about two weeks so they could steer <laughs> that DJ's home and then want them back into it for the two derbies next season. Two Kilkenny players that had contrasting fortunes over the last few days. Jimmy Keohan. Less Rochdale, they lost their place in the league. They got relegated for the. F- they've been a league team for the last one hundred and two years. Oh. Jimmy has been a regular with them for the last few seasons. They lost their place in the league. They're back down in the conference next season. So we've had Jimmy on the program here a few years ago. So and I know Jimmy well. I managed him back in the day. And uh, con- condolences to Jimmy on that. And Colin Whelan. Has